Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in our last podcast, we left off with our investigation into religious Babylon, and we'll pick up there again today. The information that I'll be sharing with you is critical in terms of where we are prophetically on God's last day's calendar, as well as the necessity for God's holy remnant to be contending even more earnestly for the true faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For time is growing short, and Jesus comes quickly. As we learned in our last segment, the definition for Babylon is gate of God but it is not the gate that leads to Elohim and the eternal life that only he can guarantee. It is the wide gate that leads to Lucifer, the God of this world, and which Lord Jesus confirmed in Matthew 7.13 leads to destruction. It is the portal into which every false way that Lucifer has orchestrated since the beginning of time finds its entry into the abyss of eternal death and forever separation from the God of love. The spirit of Babylon is permeating every aspect of life on this planet and holds within it the demonic power to deceive and destroy. For Babylon, in its fullest meaning, indicates every vile and deadly work of evil that is wielded by Lucifer in his mutinous agenda to usurp the one true and only God of all creation and to rule in his place. Religious Babylon is working in conjunction with political Babylon to gain control over all people on earth, which will be temporarily accomplished through the Antichrist, Lucifer's masterful counterfeit to the true Christ and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. And therefore, we are starting by putting our main focus on the religious aspect of Babylon. For not only is it supporting the global deceptions of the political plans of the enemy, that the world is falling prey to in our here and now. But it even more critically holds within it the power to lead the people of earth into their eternal destiny in the fires of hell, lest they repent and become born again from above through the blood atonement sacrifice of Jesus Christ the Lord, who alone is the way, the truth, and the life and who is revealed by way of his unadulterated word of truth alone. And so, with that urgent reminder as our foundation, we return to the Tower of Babel, which was Lucifer's first attempt at a one-world religion and a one-world government. In this effort, I'll be gleaning from a commentary entitled, What is the Mystery Religion in Revelation 17, where they write, History proves that the Tower of Babel religion was all about a supposed holy mother who had a miraculous conception and gave birth to a holy child. Both the woman and the child are pictured in ancient carvings and inscriptions all over the world with halos over their heads. And both are worshipped as part of this whole Babylonian false religious system. The Holy Mother was called Semiramis, and the Holy Child was called Tammuz, in the Tower of Babel religion, 
but they came to be called by different names all over the world when God scattered the people and confused their language, as recorded in Genesis chapter 11. By the time we get to Judges 17, this false Babylonian religious system is described as having robed priests, as recorded in Judges 17.5, who were called father, as recorded in Judges 17.10, and who used idols in their worship, as recorded in Judges 17.4-6. In the first part of the 4th century, under the newly installed Emperor Constantine, the Tower of Babel religion simply morphed into a new, mysterious version. This is when pagan Rome became Papal Rome, whereby the Roman Empire became the so-called Holy Roman Empire, and the Tower of Babel religion simply took on a new name and a new form. The new name was universal Christianity, which is what the word Catholic means. This new form was that the elaborate hierarchy of the pagan religion of Rome, the Roman version of the Tower of Babel religion, was simply Christianized. Over time, the pagan Roman emperor became the pope. The pagan Roman senate became the college of cardinals. The pagan Roman imperial governors became the archbishops. The pagan Roman provincial governors became the bishops. The pagan Roman civitas became the priest. And the pagan Roman vestal virgins became the nuns. And with that, the Roman Catholic Church was up and running. All of that provides significant background information as we make our way into Revelation 17 where the Apostle John begins to identify the woman who sits on the back of the beast, also known as the Antichrist, during the tribulation period. Most biblical scholars believe that this is the place in Scripture that identifies the woman with Roman Catholicism. In order to substantiate that hypothesis, it must be confirmed that there is only one religious system that has ever existed, which fits the description of the harlot of Revelation 17. The following information gives the stark facts that provide undeniable evidence to that confirmation of Roman Catholicism as the woman who is described as this harlot. 1. She is described as that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth, as recorded in Revelation 17, 18. Today, we call this great city Vatican City. And history reveals that that city is the only city on earth who has ever reigned over kings of many nations. She is a political power who even has a seat in the United Nations. Two, she is drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, as recorded in Revelation 17.6. Through the centuries, the Roman Catholic Church has persecuted, tortured, and murdered more Bible-believing Christians than pagan Rome ever thought to. Some historians estimate that the Roman Catholic Church is guilty of producing well over 50 million martyrs. Others estimate that it is actually as high as 150 million. Three, according to Revelation 17.4, the colors of the woman are purple and scarlet, which are the colors of Roman Catholicism's clerical dress. And her symbol is a golden cup held in her hand. 
which is a major feature in the celebration of the Roman Catholic Mass. And if that were not enough, Revelation 17.9 says that the woman sits on seven hills. Rome has historically been known as the city on seven hills. Of the thousands of cities in the world, only one city fits the description in Revelation 17, and that city is Rome. And these are only a few of the reasons Revelation 17 identifies the Roman Catholic Church as the woman, also called Babylon Mystery Religion, the one-world religion of the Antichrist. And this seductive religious harlot is drawing every other false way into her web of deadly deceptions through the allure of ecumenism. The Greek word for ecumenism is orkomene and means the whole inhabited world. While God's word makes certain that the gate unto eternal life is narrow and only a few find it, the Antichrist gospel says that it is wide and all-inclusive and where God's unadulterated word of life decrees that he alone is God, and that his people are to come out from the world and be separate unto him. The Antichrist gospel says that the world is to come together as one people, with the ambition of becoming gods themselves. It is the Tower of Babel being revisited again. In a commentary entitled, One World Religion, The Apostasy of the End Times, and Ecumenical Church Unity, A Plan of the Devil, they expound on the deadly agenda that is held behind ecumenism, where they write, We are living in a day of ecumenical propaganda, calling on the churches of the world to amalgamate. Church unity is moving at a breathtaking pace. This is the apostasy that the Bible tells us will happen in the end times, and the false prophet, when he comes, will ensure that this happens. Many years ago, Tim LaHaye preached a sermon in his church entitled, The Ecumenical Church, A Sign of Our Lord's Return. During that message, he stated that the day would come when Roman Catholicism and liberal Protestantism would begin moving together with overtures to unite. That statement struck many in the church like a bombshell, and he was accused of being radical and extreme. However, years later, there is overwhelming evidence of that very prophetic prediction having become a reality. The newspapers are filled with accounts of such before unheard of things as Catholic and Protestant churches working together with the Jews on a common translation of the scriptures, a Baptist minister participating with a Catholic priest in a marriage ceremony, and a Catholic priest participating in the ordination of a Baptist minister, not to mention the ecumenical movement of evangelicals and Catholics together which was a 1994 ecumenical document signed by leading evangelical and Catholic scholars in the United States. As we approach the end of the church age, we can expect to see liberal Protestantism in the form of the National Council of Churches, the World Council of Churches, and progressive Christianity being swallowed up by the Church of Rome. This false unity movement will not, however, be limited to apostate Christianity only. 
we can expect to see it move toward amalgamating all the religions of the world under Rome's headship. And in fact, it is already happening. For scripture indicates that there will be a one-world religion that will serve the Antichrist as Lucifer's agent to gain the worship of all people on earth. Revelation 17.5 gives us a graphic picture of this global church. John calls it a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. And as we close for today, I leave you with Jude one twenty four to 25 Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www. Dot agape light ministries.com again that's www.agapelightministries.com